Rudo wants to go Welcome home. into the DNVR <laughs> Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm a simple man. Use code DNVR. We sign we up know. for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. Pick of the week for you. I'm doing it. I'm taking the U.S. men's national team on Monday. Wow. All right. Let's go. I'm making the bet. I'm, I'm putting my money where my mouth is on them. Let's get over to DraftKings. You can bet on the World Cup. You can bet on the Avalanche. You can bet on... Whatever this Colorado football game is, I'd bet against the Buffalo, to be fair. I was going to say, I'm sure but, this is going to go well, great. It's, yeah, what are they, one and nine versus yeah. eight and one or yeah. whatever? Eight, one and eight, eight and one, yeah. Not good. Not, no, good. not a good team. Not good, Bob. So, you know, maybe bet against the Buffaloes, but go over there. Use the DNVR code when you sign up at DraftKings. Must yeah. be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, like. if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, Avs uh, win. They have the big party down here, and the Avs game goes on just long enough that it overlaps with the start of the Buffs game so that they finally turn the Buffs game on. It's already 14 nothing. <laughs> do be like that. Like, they didn't even get to see the one second of this game being competitive. Winner shots for the first Avs shutout of the year. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Jesse. Yeah, good for you guys. All right. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Look at them winter shots down there. Pretty close to just being yeah, straight it's, Jaeger. It's, it's fine. There's a little bit of coffee in there. The, the aftertaste yep, is coffee. I tasted that shit. <laughs> I, we should have probably told you that. I was saying, if you would have. my favorite, man. If you would have handed me one of those without telling me, I would have just spit it out all over it's you. It's not my favorite. They didn't have any normal Jaeger. They only had like cold brew Jaeger. Dude, the, fact, the fact that that's what you guys just default to blows my mind. Jaeger? Yeah. Like, well, the three of us like Jaeger. So. Yeah, that's don't right. Play, that's what don't blows you my play mind. Hockey, what, Jesse? Dude, I still have taste buds on my tongue. How do you play hockey and not drink Jaeger? Like this. I, I get so much shit for being like the picky eater on the pot. And you're out here just railing off. I don't like Jaeger. I don't like that fish. Like I don't We're like. that at like 16 years old at house parties. Yeah, seriously. What the hell is wrong with you people? I actually hate black yeah. licorice. Yeah, same. Like, I can't Jaeger stand black licorice, but like, like, yeah, Jaeger's the shit. Yeah, you guys. You guys are disgusting. Jaeger with a shot of coffee in it. It's three me. to three. Yeah, that was not no my favorite. No one's right. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's not. No. All right. I would have no, no I one's right. Spit that you out. You motherfuckers ever give me this cold this brew Jaeger again? I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, throw yeah. a glass at you. <laughs> give me the 60 second rundown. Let's go. I already got it. It's you got it. Yep. Okay, take it. Have we have we started? Is it started yet? Are we sure? Is it started now? No, I'm just kidding. Not a very good first period again. Uh, getting dominated in possession, and I started to feel like the. Uh, Maybe my two days old preemptive blowout prediction <laughs> was not so good. Uh, and then kind of a freebie five on three at the end of the first period yeah. that the abs convert. I mean, they you talk, hey, you've got to convert. You got to do this, whatever. Um, they converted and they get the one nothing lead. Uh, Kale McCarr, I mean, that's nasty, right? Oh. Then the second period comes. The abs really start to start to get their foot in the game. They take it over. Uh, make it two nothing before you know you get into the third period, and then it's just winning time. Uh, we've seen that the Avs are plenty capable of that. And two more goals. Alexander Georgiev gets Colorado's first shutout of the year, and you get a pretty easy four nothing win when all said and done. Yep. And look, the Avs took care of business. Now this 
I'm not going to say the Dallas game doesn't matter. It's a divisional opponent, a four-point game. It's the of team course that it, you're fighting for first place in the division of, with. Of course it matters. But if they lose that game, they still get to look at this road trip and go, hey, we went two and two, two out and of one. three. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, they so are 100% going to lose on Monday. A couple so. good opponents, too, that you knocked off on the road. Yeah. Uh, you know, back east, we mentioned in the pregame that there was a chance, as much as the focus was on Kemper, to have a really good game against his former team. We mentioned, hey, there's a chance that you have a, a motivated Georgiev trying to say, like, no, 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 no. This was the right move. You you did you did it right by going out and getting me and letting this guy go. And, uh, I mean, man, dude, we, we talked about it at length in the preseason. And, and, you know, you're still early here. There's a lot of hockey left to play. But uh, I mentioned several times, I think we talked about it a bunch, that we felt like Georgiev was the biggest gamble the Avs had taken in net. He had been on kind of a bad track record coming out of New York. Man, this is really a big gamble on the upside. And he's been great so far and has had a couple of these types of games where he just gets dialed in. And, like, he, what I love about him is he's calm. He's collected. He doesn't seem like he's get, he gets rattled. <clears throat> he's good positionally, but he's got the athleticism to make the kind of scrambling saves if he needs to. Um, th- this was another impressive one for me from, from Georgiev just because – Look, he like he needed to dial it up. There was something a little personal on the line for him again, and a great game from him to help keep the Abs in it early when they got pushed well, around just a little. And that's a big point right there, right? Like the Abs didn't come out and play a good game to start, yeah. But Georgie did, right? And that kind of sets the tone. Like if he lets two goals in, yeah, game changes, right? Because then you're scrambling from behind. It's hard to make up those two goals. Kemper right? gets a little bit Kemper, of a boost. Yeah. You got to lead. Yeah. Kuznetsov early. Yep. Uh, alone in front. Yep. And he makes that save, and you're like that glove save. Just gonna. The, I don't even remember. He had. He had. There were one, two pretty had, early in the game. One that, on yeah. Kuznetsov that yeah. he just yeah. snagged it. The yeah. one. Uh, the the one face off that comes back to the point. Yep. And then he yes. like gets another stick yep. check with Ovi for the rebound. You know those. To me, those were the two. Those were the two sequences in the first period that. If he doesn't make those saves and the game turns on its I, ear, you know, obviously it's way different. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for this. Give give him a poll of Jaeger, yes or no. Oh, it's already up. We're okay. 47 votes in and you guys are losing battles. What's yeah. this, what are the numbers? Yeah. 47 votes in. And, and it's 47 to nothing. Yeah, you guys are losing. 30 no, 30% yes. All right, well. That's cool. It's a lot of people in our chat who have turned 30. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it's a bunch of people who aren't 16 anymore. Yeah, yeah. and that's really oh. like, <laughs> Stop it. Get it. <laughs> Stop it. I can, yeah. totally, I can yeah. totally understand. They're like, not having to bribe someone to get Jaeger for him in the liquor store from outside. <laughs> for me, that was just one of the few alcohols that just never bothered me. So it sticks around. See, that's how I am. It has to be chilled for it to really, like tequila. Just doesn't bother me. Oh, I can't do it, man. No, no tequila. Wild whatever that Whatever that whiskey was that we did at that Friendsgiving was, was no-go. That shit was I gnarly. like whiskey, and that was a no-go. <laughs> I agree with you, by the way. It's hor- like te- it's gross. It's horrible. It, but like, no, for, but for whatever reason, it just like it, it doesn't bother Especially you get a nice chilled shot. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> Must be nice. I'd uh, rather not just... I'd just rather not do shots in general, but... Going through... To. <laughs> the rest of this first period was bad. Bad. It was bad. It was a kind of a continuation in many ways of the Washington game. However, Carolina, Carolina game. Goddamn. Yeah, is the continuation of the game it, it is confirmed. <laughs> uh, I do think the shot totals are a touch deceiving 
just because the Avs had a number of decent chances where they just missed the net in that period, particularly on that first power play. Yeah. But I had it, a hard time getting shots through there for yeah, a minute, too. Agreed. Scoring chances were uh, not great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it was good. All it just that, wasn't all total disaster. Heavily in favor of Washington in the first period. Yep. Heavily in favor of Colorado periods two and three. Yeah. And, and you love to see the Avs be able to turn it around, right? The first period was the fourth period in a row where it's like, oh, they didn't really play great, but they're getting away with it. <laughs> and then the fifth period they came out and was like, okay, they look better. This is this is good hockey. This you just, yeah, you just can't keep doing that, right? Like that's yep. not you're not gonna just keep winning games like you did right. on Monday. Like not or, sustainable yeah. for sure. On uh, Friday. What day was it? Days, Thursday. Games, My time, God. Yeah. nothing matters anymore. Dude, this week in particular, I just don't know why. Like the, I mean the last three years really, Honestly. but uh, <laughs> this last week, I'm like, oh nice, it's Friday. It's like it's Tuesday. Like, <laughs> I've been thinking all day that today was Sunday. Just That's good though, because then now you got an yeah, extra weekend. Bonus day. day, second Sunday. Bonus weekend day. <laughs> I have to go to the Bronco game tomorrow though, so I I, I, I got to go through three hours That's of torture. A, yeah, the have to. That's the joke. That's the joke. Three hours of your eyes just bleeding. Yeah, 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 yeah. This right. is so fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Jesse, it should be fun for you. I mean, I saw your piece on Twitter about at the start of the season about the uh, Broncos. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting for all those it's been one game people to come back around and apologize. <laughs> you guys know where I'm at. They're not going to. I don't, I, oh, I, I'm not expecting them to. I don't need them to either. Uh, Evs, I don't want to say got a gift at the end of this game, first period. But they get two penalty calls because of the order they happened in. A soft-ish yep. trip happens first, and then a blatant one happens yeah. on the, the I mean, power that was leg play. on leg. That's going to yeah. get called. I was going to say, I thought both of those were... I, I mean, if they had been... If they, what he's saying, though, is, yeah. is, is if they'd been in, if they'd been reversed. If you go leg one, on leg when the abs are already five on four, yeah, they wouldn't they're have not called calling that. it. Especially at their own blue line, like they would not have called that. But was there a change of possession on that play? The stick, the stick getting I'd, I'd have to in literally into the guy's skate. And yeah, that one's <laughs> automatic. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a pretty easy trip. That's bad luck, but yeah, it happens. <laughs> Tough one. So they get on the five I like on three. The cadre of Caps fans sitting behind us during the watch log, and she's like, "That was unintentional." Nah, <laughs> that doesn't matter. The five Sorry. on three executes perfectly. Fixes. What they did wrong in the other one, which is Kale McCarr shooting the puck into an open net. Yeah, which is <laughs> Kale McCarr beats a goalie yeah. instead of shoots it into the guy's nuts. Yep. That was a snipe, and it was hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it looked casual, thing was a too. bomb. Yeah. 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 That, like, That's the one where I'm like, could we just make this a permanent change? <laughs> McKinnon not uh, McKinnon up high and Kale down low. Well, Miko yeah, I mean, Miko, Miko and Kale down there, that's deadly because... Mm -hmm. You can't be like, oh, they're going to favor this guy. It's yeah. going to be like, who's open? I, I actually, I love the way that Kale and Nate switch and actually how they kind of use that. I, where I they, like that yeah. they really almost kind of like work their own little two-on-one. And then you have Miko on the other side. Like that, 
That trio up high is, I mean, that has to be one of the most dangerous power play units in the league. It's probably why it's ranked first, right? right. Yeah, probably, probably <laughs> helps. Those guys, those guys have just been absolutely locked in yeah. on the power play to start I, the year. I mean, I mean, uh, and, and I guess I'm it, more... It started from a hot streak. You're now going on a month where right. they've scored in way more They're games than they haven't. They're still way over 30%. Yeah. Well, like, and the zone uh, entries this year. 40. After Last tonight. I saw, they were at 38, but yeah, after tonight, maybe. Yeah, tonight they go, what, one for two? I, one for three. It's going to end up being yeah. one for three, so. So I guess it is. It'll come down. Yeah. Uh, wow, one for three and it drops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My goodness. No, it's just not, and for me, really, it's it's not even like when things are going well, just the shooting threat from those three players. I mean, like, th those are three of the league's, like, elite premier shooters. <laughs> what, do you not agree? No. Oh, yeah, the one Washington I was like, man, I have so all sorry, things sorry, that I could say no. on this pod that I have just, said. So I mean, Washington just scored a touchdown, and that's why that guy. <laughs> the batter's got money on him. Whatever. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, did no, not no, mean to good. derail. Uh, no, but but you know, th those are just like, who do you cover there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wh yeah. who are you trying to take away? And then once this team is back to full health. You've then got you know what Val and and Landy download digging out pucks like that's two big butts. That's a hell of a power play unit, and they're clicking right now. And and I don't remember which of you mentioned it in the pregame, but how big that is, given all the injuries that yeah. Yeah. you feel good in your power play right now that you yeah. can get some free looks. Well, because you're especially because they have struggled at five v five most games, and they started out with five v five struggles. This game, the power play kind of kickstarts this momentum into it being Colorado's game. It's late in the first period. It's the, it's the last two minutes. They get that goal, and to be honest with you, they never really look back. Nope. Yeah. I'm in the middle of writing like not those words exactly, but like they scored that goal, and it was like, oh, okay, cool. We got this now. Like, Yeah, well, they took over. The start of the yep. second period, they don't score in the last 50 seconds of the remaining of the carryover power play, but but their five-on-five five play was their, turned up. Their five-on-five five yeah. play gets to a different level because honestly uh you know their their depth lines were competitive tonight yep you know you had jt confer's line consistently it was like all game i was telling ruto i was like look at that line in the offensive zone again all that line in the offensive zone again and new hook rodriguez and Cout weren't in the offensive zone a ton but when they were there created chances and it was like you got okay now now you've got three of your four lines are Causing problems for Washington. Your fourth line got its head kicked in. Your fourth line fucking sucks. So big surprise. <laughs> but your other three lines do work, and that's the recipe. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, you get a little, your defensemen uh, beyond your top pairing play a little better than they, you know, have one of the, have the good games. Yep. You, you get a good Jacob McDonald game, and there you go. Well, I, on, I just he's a better. Been, he's been really bad. So who McDonald? Before tonight. In, in yeah, before tonight, he's yeah. been really bad. He's been brutal, brutal he played, defensively. He played. He played better tonight. I, I was gonna say. I, I, I mean, no. If this is Jacob McDonald. They were gonna get. I wouldn't be talking any kind of noise about it. He <laughs> can stay. I, I was gonna say. I just. I guess I more just look at him like within the scope of like Jacob McDonald. It's been like, 
Yeah, he's been kind of like what I expected him to be. There was a few we, brain farts tonight, but like I, overall, I, I yeah, get what you're saying, I, AJ. Like, like he 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 played well tonight, but there is some brain farts out there. Well, that's but that's my thing. Like it's you're Jacob McDonald. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and with all it, due respect there's brain to him. farts, and then there's running over your own goaltender and creating. <laughs> a, <laughs> that wasn't him. And like that wasn't him. So like the like the bottom barrier of like what you're getting out of AHL call ups, like. Sure. It was a good reminder <laughs> of how bad it can be. But even like Andreas England goes right back to he's he's fine against St. Louis. Yeah. Obviously, Carolina was a game that he's not going to be putting on his career highlight reel. <laughs> and then again, fine tonight. Yeah. I, Andreas England, I've mm-hmm. been shockingly well, and, like he's fine. And this is what happens when you get your depth to be competitive like that. All they have to do is not lose the game for you, and it takes Nathan McKinnon one play. And he now has Nick Albe Kubel's ankles in his trophy room. Yeah. <laughs> that was the magician shot, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's Not, the shot. Where's the he, puck? Yeah. It's in the back of the net. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, tries to, he tries to make that shot five times a night. And yep. It was nice to see it actually go in for one. <laughs> it's t- it's like that. The it's time he starts scoring yeah. that goal, like backhand, forehand, like chip shot almost. Yeah. yeah, he tries that all the time. That's why he's over there all the time, is because <laughs> that that wrist shot has gone in. Mo- most of his career goals are that, and it's time this season that started going in. Yeah. He's due. Yeah, and that's what like his fifth goal of the year, like fourth or fifth. Yeah, yeah, and I know it's definitely not his fourth. So fifth then. Because yeah. I tweeted out about how his he had three goals through however many games, and he scored the next game, and I was like, all right, I won't have to look at this anymore. <laughs> Done. Uh, and, and look, that is, we say it all the time, where the Avs separate from a lot of these teams. Their high-end talent is just better than everyone else's high-end talent. And so your other teams are just trying to survive that line. And... Washington in that one play did not survive. This is fifth. So Nathan McKinnon. Wow. In he what took away all the assists on the Lekkonen goal? Really? How? How Be- do you do because that? Ovi was the one that swept it across, yeah. so they said he had full possession. Oof. Which That's... he, I didn't think he did either. Yeah, I didn't but... either. I thought he was just slapping at yeah. us. Okay, whatever. Anyway, either way, it really goes to show how important stars are in this league. I, yeah. I get it. It's not like basketball. You can't win a championship in the NHL with three dudes. Sure. But they can take you a long way. Oh, yeah. Well, no, but well, they th- I mean, get they- you through a regular season. Nashville proved that last year. Yep. Right. And, and, that and, one great line and a defenseman and a goaltender can get you to a postseason. I mean. You don't need anybody else. What, what have we talked about with Carolina so much? In in the last six months, when they get bounced by the Rangers, a series they never should have lost, a lot of that came down to Artemi Panarin, yeah. because of Benajad, make some big plays, and the Carolina Hurricanes just still to this day, they don't have that kind of yeah. X-factor, game-breaking player. Th- this is when you need them. You're, you're, like, you're right. They can't win you a game every single night, but in a night where it's, it's, it's a tight game, your goalies made some saves, you're in it. They can make a play in a blink of an eye. Like the Capitals have benefited from that for, you know, a decade and a half now at this mm. point. We can be getting your head kicked in. Alex Ovechkin on back-to-back shifts just in the blink of an eye buries two goals and the game yeah. completely changes. Well, and that's what's different about this year's Caps team is that there's no Oshie, there's yeah. no Backstrom. Yeah. yeah. Even defensively, there's no Orlov. Like, 
like so much of the foundation of what has made the Caps yeah. so good over the last 15 years is on the shelf. Like we got to see two beat up teams tonight kind of go at it. And it was nice to see that the abs beat up guys are better than somebody else's beat up guys. <laughs> <laughs> You take it wherever you can get it. We are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get it down here at the bar with eight different kinds on tap or at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online at BreckenridgeBrewery.com. That's BreckBrew.com. Uh, check it out today. Uh, they have a bunch of amazing merch over there, too. Highly recommend. You can come down to the uh, Broncos tailgate tomorrow where you can drink some Breck brews at that thing. Come have some fun. I think they're having... They usually have Hassle Cattle Company stuff down there, too. So if you want some delicious sausages, that's the way to go. Also brought to you by Avaca TV. You can go to evoca.tv slash dnvr today to order. If you live in the Colorado area, you can get TV for just 25 bucks a month. It includes Altitude. It's got AT&T Sportsnet. It's got the national channels. Got you completely covered for your sports watching coverage. It plugs right into your TV. You don't have to jump through any hoops like a VPN or, you know, stream or whatever. It's just easy watching of the Colorado Avalanche locally. So go check out Avaca today. It's avaca.tv slash DNVR to let them know we sent you over there. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I just wanted to build a little bit on what AJ was talking about there with their beat-up guys being better than a lot of other teams' beat-up guys. The second and third periods of tonight's game, to me, I think, thought were very true to like what the abs identity yeah, is agree go back to the playoffs last year they dealt with some injuries <laughs> like they had some weird lineups some nights they had guys coming in and out they had guys changing uh this guy going down for three games here sam gerard dropping out halfway through the playoffs and the team really never missed a beat and i thought that was such a testament to the the buy-in the way that this team plays within the system and the structure that they play with of we'll skate you to death every single line doesn't matter where the matchups are we will skate you we'll forecheck we'll be hard on the wall hard on the pucks and I thought that was kind of what you saw out of this Avs team tonight not to the quite the same extent but that <clears throat> I the comfort line uh, you know Logan O'Connor Evan Rodriguez even Alex Newhook like they, they were skating everyone was moving their feet and I feel like that's such a big difference. It's their identity. I agree 100% on the skating, but I would expand on that even a little bit more and say, I think one of the big things the Avs learned last year is they need to be able to win the game they're in. Yes. And they were skating well, but this was not a high-octane game where it was a bunch of chances back and forth. It was a pretty well-put-together game as far as defensively, other than the first period. The first yeah. period was bad, but the second and third, the ads did a good job of limiting the opportunities of Washington and taking advantage of what was given to them. And it's just, you know, the Carolina game is what it is. That's not a way you're going to win very often, but they found a way to win that game. You play, you play five of those games a year. Right. Where you just are awful. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you won it, sweet. And... You come back from uh, that and play... Good teams play five of those games a year. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona <laughs> plays 45 of those a year. <laughs> but you come back from that and you play not your A game, but a good enough game to win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a this felt like a B game from each team. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's where Sums it up. 
That's where your goalie separates it. Yep. Your goal, and I, I, I do want to make sure that we aren't breezing over. I thought Georgiev was really good tonight. We'll and get there. Yeah. We, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll wait on that then. <laughs> uh, and, you know, that really the conversation through the rest of the second period was the inevitable. Avs got the first three calls of this game. You know some are coming back the other way. And the Avs PK looked great. Yep. How many shots on goal did the Caps PK have or Caps power play have? Was it any? Does anybody recall one? I mean, I'll look it up real quick. I, out of curiosity. I remember a couple of blocks. The I'm, first one, I'm pretty sure they didn't have a single shot on goal. Yeah. The second one, they had a little more possession. But well, on the first one, yeah, they didn't even get set up in the zone, I don't think, they, at all. They really did not. Yeah. The one time they did, they passed it out on themselves, and it was and like, mm. what do we say on pregame? The Avs are a beat-up team. They got to win the special teams yeah. battle if they want to have a chance. They get it done on both ends with the power play goal and great penalty killing, regardless of how many shots it ends up being. <laughs> one. Singular. Wow. So, pretty yeah, good. That's not good. Yeah, four minutes, four minutes of 5v4 time for the Caps tonight. They only had four shot attempts, one shot on goal. Technically, they had three scoring chances, but the Avs also had a shot on goal. So, shots on goal during Caps power plays were was one to one. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad at all. And that just goes to show the Avs depth guys are getting it done, right? It, it's not pretty at times. It's not all, all the flash in the world, all this, we're going to out talent you. But they work hard on the PK. They don't give up anything free. Yeah. AJ, you were talking about the confer line nonstop. He's talked about it earlier on the show. Yeah. Hard to lose when you keep the puck in the offensive zone for the entire game. Yeah, well, and the thing with, I know, Connor especially, who's really, I think, I'd be curious to see league-wide numbers, like compare guys. And it's always really hard to look at individual impact on a PK because they are so system-dependent. But... He has been so good on the PK. He's at LOC? Yeah. That I think he's their best PK guy now. And he's he's become one of their most reliable 5v5 guys just because what they're getting out of him is so repeatable and so predictable. It's nothing special. It's it's not high end stuff. It's just repeatable. And Especially right now with Colorado's lineup as, as ravaged by injuries as it is, having a guy like that, that 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 baseline level is as good as it is. I mean, it's LOC has been one of their most important players getting them through this injured stretch, regardless of points and all that. But uh, the PK, he has been so good on that right wall. He disrupts everything that they the teams try and enter the zone on him. He's a problem. He wins board battles. He gets pucks out of the zone, and then he puts pressure with his speed. When he goes all the way down there tonight, skates the puck around behind the net, and then steps on the puck in the corner. <laughs> He's like, we're not going anywhere, boys. We're going to hang out. Like, just the, the, the smarts, the presence of mind, everything about him right now. Um, LOC has been a, for you know, as much as you can be, he's been a star role player for them. Well, you've seen that progression too from last year. Like he had those flashes on the penalty kill where he would yep. break free, yep. get that shorthanded shot attempt. You're not seeing that as much, but defensively, like you're talking about, yeah. he's been solid. Yeah. And when he gets a chance, his skating is elite. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he and he uses it. And it's great. Yeah. His, his straight line speed is he doesn't get quite enough credit for it. When he gets up to speed, he can really really move. Yeah. It's really what Colorado's PK like. It's it's why Colorado's PK is such a problem when it's playing well. Because Cogliano can skate, LLC can skate, Confer can skate, Nachushkin can skate, Lekanen can skate. All of these guys have the kind of speed where if they block a shot out high, like the thing that they're giving you, right? They're trying to take away the middle of the ice. They're trying to take away that down low. They're giving you a shot from out high. But if those guys block it, now you're in trouble. Yep. And it's, it's very intentionally built that way. And you can see, you know, Darren Helm when he's healthy, guess what? <laughs> It's pretty fucking fast. It's just all up and down. All of those guys have the same that same core quality to them. Yep. The only guy that's been and he's been good on the PK that that doesn't have that is Martin Cow. Yeah. You mentioned you know about just LOC and how big he's been filling in, and you say despite whatever production, but I mean he he had a four, nice little four game goal streak going, had some nice production coming back from Finland. Uh, and again, I just I mentioned it on a pod a couple days ago, and I just want to reiterate mm. it because I think he really is the ultimate example of it. And it's what it's it's the reason why Jared Bednar told us, look, when we have new guys join the team, young guys join the team. I point to Nathan McKinnon and Logan O'Connor as the examples of this is the expectation. This is what it looks like to put in the work that we are expecting for you to work, you know, to put in the work on. But when I talked to O'Connor the other day, he said. <clears throat> What has gotten he he was telling me what has gotten me to this point in the in my career is every single night if I don't have my A game I find a way to bring my B game if I don't have the hands if I if I if I'm making bad passes whatever I find a way to be visible and whether that's disrupting zone entries blocking shots yeah. uh, you know making hits and he said even just mixing it up with a guy after the whistle is a way that he'll like hey I'm not engaged the way I need to be. I'm going to go get in someone's face to, to get me into this game a bit and, and get me to have an impact. And he said that can kind of be a springboard. And I think especially this last month has been... It's great when you're a role player and you can get away with... <laughs> I talked some shit in a scrum. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that guy punched me in the face. And our team loved that. Well, dude, I mean, we've talked about it with him before. Like, how do you possibly get yourself up to be Logan O'Connor every single night with just the way he plays? And yeah. I don't know. Maybe sometimes you just need to get punched in the face to like have that. Sometimes crazy there's, fucking there's edge. guys out there yeah. that you love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like sometimes you need to go and, and recite a guy's girlfriend's phone number to him. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I got that shit. Yeah, yeah. And of course, in this day and age, you probably wouldn't know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what are those I numbers? I have a number Let me look this up real fast. Is this your bank account? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. No, but he, he That's just. That's when you he, say the Instagram handle to him. That's the. He really, he really has just. He's been really good. He's been really key, uh, and, and I think he is just kind of a great microcosm of the identity that this team plays with when it's going. Well, of our legs are moving, and we make it hell to play against us, even if we're not yeah. putting you three rows into the into the bleachers. We're hell to play against. Well, that's what that line did so well tonight. The the Confer Cogliano LLC, they weren't creating much in the way of offense, but they were in the offensive zone. They were cycling. They're making these guys play defense. Yeah, everybody that's ever played any sport knows playing defense is a lot more work than playing offense. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more energy. It's a lot more focus. It's a lot harder kind of work. And in hockey, it's a lot more physical. 
And they were just like, well, you don't have a shot on goal, rim it around and make you do it again. And so many dead legs. And you started to see the Caps just slowly had it taken out of them as the game went on. And that line, that's where that line was especially good tonight in that they just... They just kept taking it out of them, yeah. and didn't didn't create a lot of offense, but didn't give much up defensively, and spent a lot of time making the other team work. When you're not very deep at forward, you need well, you need shifts like that. And, and here's the thing: yeah, maybe they didn't give you the most offensively, but they eventually got rewarded. And on top of that, you get a point yep. from Alex Newhook tonight. Yep, there was enough there from the depth that you feel really good about the game as a whole. For, you get a Josh Manson point? Yeah, exactly. Um, the third goal obviously comes through. Uh, great work by that confer line. Yeah. And then the chaos button got pressed. Yeah, I mean, Jacob <laughs> McDonald just steps into one and it hits Andrew Cogliano and just dribbles in. Yep. So that one replay looked like it hit Kemper, came back out, Hit something in front and then went back in. Oh, I thought it hit a. a that hit was Cox I, skate. And yeah. That was what I thought too. But when they showed it from the reverse angle, it looked like Kemper went to glove it and just couldn't hold on to it. And then it went That's out. That's a and problem it, we're familiar with. Right, and then it and then it hit something in front, a skate or whatever. Yeah, went back. yeah. That guy should wear two blockers, dude. I mean, you know, there was does. a goalie who did that. Yeah, I forget his name. Uh, I know Dan Blackburn did back in the day. It was it, maybe that he was the guy with the like nervous system issue. Yep. He was the one that had the nerve problem in his yeah. fingers. Yeah, yeah. that's the only one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I just I, again I want to just touch on something you were mentioning with the way that they can tire teams out and uh, making making teams play defense and stuff like that. I'm not. It wasn't quite to the same level as it was at certain times last year. But another thing, just when this team is skating, when they're playing their identity. They make it hard just to get a breakout out of your zone. They make you even work for that. And that's why I just feel like when you see <clears throat> this depleted avalanche group playing, it's another team that's supposed to be a good team, a playoff team out east, also going through some injury problems. The reason those teams struggle so much when the Avs are playing the way they were for the second third period tonight is everything is very hard. The Avs just make life very difficult in all three zones, whether you have the puck or not. And you do just kind of see that game where where on and where on. The Avs have a, a narrow-ish lead in the back half of that third period, and it never felt like Washington had enough to like get going to even make a push to get back into it. The Avs bury the fourth one, and that's kind of all she wrote. That has really become a pattern and a theme when the Avs cool. are skating. The close games actually get like less competitive as they go on, and it allows the apps to stretch their leads and out a bit because they skate teams into the ground. You don't need skill level to play. That's fox and hound hockey, yep. right? Like, right. That's where you just take away time and space, and every time you get the puck, there's like, my God, there's a guy skating right, right at me. I got to make a decision yep. or make a move around him. It's exhausting period after well, period after period. And that's... 100%. Haven't seen it as much since the Finland trip, but before the Finland trip, we'd seen the Avs get a little bit squirrely with third period leads, maybe let off the gas a little bit yeah. too much. This one, they clamp it down. They even add the fourth goal to leave no doubt in it. Make it an easy one. Granted, a significant portion of that is because of the guy in net. 
yeah. uh, who we'll talk about, because that dude definitely had his athletic greens. Sure uh, did. <laughs> start your day with just one scoop of it in your cup of water. You can get it at athleticgreens.com slash avalanche today. It's got 75 different vitamins, minerals, a bunch of probiotics, a bunch of adaptogens that helps boost your immune system. A lot of athletes use it as a pre-workout routine thing. So it's really great for you. It, it helps you in a lot of ways that I'm too dumb to understand <laughs> because people say like words like adaptogens at me and I'm like, uh, it does good things in my body. Cool. Got it. I feel good. Thank you. Uh, I love adaptogens. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to bust on adaptogens and what they do for you. Yeah. That is, I'm, I'm going to lose no, not November over adaptogens. Right? <laughs> you caught me. See, the, the secret is it, you just do nonstop not November instead. Okay. What is happening? That's, what is happening? Hey, go to athleticgreens.com slash avalanche today. Order. Uh, it's like that sign. Take though. control of your health. <laughs> it really helps, especially with flu season be going on as we speak. So oh, God. go ahead and check it out. Uh, that's like what someone says when they're witnessing a car crash, Jesse. Well, that's essentially what just happened. It was a bad snap out of the back <laughs> of the end zone. you watched the bus yeah, this Fair. Yeah, yeah. Fair. <laughs> Once you get your athletic greens, if you're going to lose No Nut November, it should probably be to our king of the game tonight. Get this dude up here screaming about No Nut November. I said, oh, my God, and he stopped the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Georgiev. Gets it done with the first shutout of the season uh, and and looked genuinely great, too. This wasn't a freebie by any stretch on his part. Made some great saves in the first. Made some critical saves in the third to keep it a 2 nothing game. It's hard to really find many faults. He's been everything the Avs have hoped he would be so far this season. Yeah, I was a little iffy on two-thirds going for him. <laughs> Thirds and a fifth. <laughs> We cool. I thought you meant <laughs> we two, cool. two slash three. I was like, yeah. you were nervous about two thirds of what? Like, I say this every time he plays, but it's like so awesome watching him play. I think you hit on it a little bit earlier. <laughs> it's just this calmness back there that yeah. you didn't see last year. Kemper's style is like just it's mayhem. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like he needs a lot of shots at him. Obviously in Arizona, you saw it a lot too, where he just had a, a large uh, workload. But... Georgie back there is just calm. He's always in front of the puck, square to the puck. Just makes everything look nice, easy. Yeah. This is just like a typical game for him. Yeah, nothing chaotic. And <clears throat> I, I do a like a lot of I, one I, and done. A lot of one and yes, done. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, he, he swallows pucks. And I, I was gonna say earlier, like I just I want to make sure we don't skim over him and and we can lump Francois into this too because he's given yeah. the Avs a couple really quality starts here in the last couple of weeks. Um, we talked so much at the beginning of the season that part of the reason why the Avs made the decision they did in net is because they have taken a step back and, and assessed and said, we don't need elite goaltending. We need someone who's good enough to play behind elite team defense. And they found themselves early in the season in a situation where you need some support in net. You've, mm -hmm. you've gotten yourself you – I don't want to say you've gotten yourself. You've had some bad luck. A couple surgeries didn't go the way you thought they would. You thought you were going to have guys ready. They weren't. You've had a couple other guys end up with some injuries. And suddenly you found yourself in this situation where you need everyone to be very good every night to get a win. And it made you a little bit nervous <laughs> with knowing what, you know, what we had kind of said about the goaltending and can it be – 
better than good enough to 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 get them some wins, to steal them some wins. Yeah. Uh, and and especially these last, I'll say the last month, uh, you have gotten that over and over again. In spades. Uh, what you Georgia. really haven't yeah. gotten out of Georgiev all year is just that game where he just never shows up. Yeah. Right. You haven't really gotten. Like, so yeah. you go and you look at some of his worst statistical games uh, are, like, the Chicago game where they give up, like, 16 shots on goal or whatever. Yeah. But... Other than that, like there's not many games where no you're real looking at Georgiev and you're yeah. like, could have really used a night there, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. and it's tough for Frankie because he's played in some of those some of those tough back to back spots, but you know, Frankie's been a little more what you would expect. Sure, there have been some iffy performances uh, tied in there with some great ones. Obviously that. Carolina performance the other day is probably going to be what, the best we see out of him this year. Yeah. With Georgiev, you're looking at the shutout tonight, and you're like, okay, this is the first of how many. Yeah. Because you feel pretty confident it's not the last one he's going to he's gonna be able to put up on the board. He's had that kind of start to the year where you're feeling like that went from a position of you're one of many teams that made a big change in net. You know, you're only the third Stanley Cup winning team to make a change in goal. In the last like 20 years. Yep. Like you've made a big roll of the dice, and so far you can't feel anything but spectacular about, about it. how yeah. it's gone. Well, it's just to, the price now, point, too. <laughs> again, caveat and the on contract. this. Like, yeah. if you're going to get a top 10 goaltender for three and a half million dollars yeah. in the next three years, that's what I talk about all the time of getting surplus value out of a player. We talk about it with skaters and this and that. Like, maybe Josh Manson's a million dollars overpaid right now. Maybe Eric Johnson's making two or three million dollars more than he should right now. But if you've got a guy who's giving you nine or ten million dollars worth of value on a three million dollar deal in net, you're erasing all that. Yeah. Especially in net. You're erasing all of that. With with the caveat of it's still not American Thanksgiving yet. No. You are you're you're looking at this and saying, did this pro scouting department really like do it again? Yeah. Did they really go out and identify someone that fits in so well in their system that you were able to pluck him out for pennies, and essentially, for, for the quality for that you... a starting goaltender right. for, for two-thirds <laughs> and a fifth? Right. Like, what? how long has Edmonton been, been at that? Trying <laughs> <laughs> to find one guy back there? We have They're, enough of a sample size now where, look, maybe Georgiev cools off in the next month sure. or two, but he has put together... An entire month of excellent play. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't fault him for stuff that hasn't happened yet. Well, of, and, of what has happened, it's been great. And and the other thing, too, <clears throat> is just the back to what Blaze was talking about. It's not that he's winning games. It's how he's winning games, right? People complain about wins and losses being assigned to goaltenders because you end up with situations like Jack Campbell in Edmonton so far this year. Where he has Mark Andre oh, Fleury's entire career, right, right, right. <laughs> where they have positive, they have Metrics, winning records, yeah. but like Jack Campbell's like a sub eight eighty goalie right now, but he has more wins than he does losses. It's not like that for Alexander Yuryev. He's he is earning these wins on He's a nightly basis. A handful of these wins, right, yeah. right, and that's the part that I think is the most exciting is that. Everyone's everyone is all over the Devils right now, and it's really fun. And they're it's some fun, good hockey. Goaltending you know, is 
suspect. But but right, they're they're goaltending. Are, they're having these nights where it's like these. They're having these acrobatic. 50 yep. save yeah. wins and yeah. the goalies make seven paddle saves in a night and all that shit. And it's like, that's really well, dope. But you're winning that game six to four. Uh, right, really? right, right. <laughs> Shades of the 2013 abs where you're like, God, this is fun. But can they really keep doing this? Like, and, and, and look, this yeah. is, that, well, that wasn't meant to be like a side swipe of the Devils, but more of just like the. You guys ever heard of Akira Schmid before? Is that a Devils goalie that has won made, a game? Made 25 saves on 26 shots yeah, against Ottawa okay. tonight. Right, okay. right. <laughs> so, it's, so it's one of those things where it's he, like... He, by the way, is 3-0 and this year with a 1.34 goals against average and a 941 save mm-hmm. percentage. And I'm sure those wow. are his first three NHL games ever. They are not. Really? Right. They are not. Uh, counting the three games that he's played this year with those stats, with those stats, a 941 in those three games. He's got nine games played. Uh, he's got four losses, so he's lost all the other games that he's played. <laughs> he has a 357 goals against up. average and an 867 save percentage. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. So, so I'm really just <laughs> making Jesse's point here. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, and, and this, this, that wasn't meant to be like a dig at the devil. Like, oh, they're not going to be able to. Like, the point, the point is, is that when Akira Schmidt is giving you 940 right. save percentage, you know that that's not continuing. Right, right, right. When Alexander Georgiev is giving you 925, 930 save percentage maybe that doesn't continue either but the but drop the is ballpark. nowhere yeah. near as far <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. if he drops to a 918 and he, he puts up a 918 for you this year the abs are thrilled yeah yep. they go to the postseason comfortably they they contend for the division being generous here they contend for the division <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, like yeah. they they're very comfortable right like they're cool uh, akira schmidt going into the 940 <laughs> is one of those things where you're very, like <laughs> Very quickly here, not to be forgotten, it does feel like the balance of the Avalanche's lineup is starting to get sorted out a little bit. A two-point night for Lekin tonight. He has points in his last six games. You Here and there, you're getting points from Erod. You're getting points from Newhook. Is it fully online? Obviously not. But you're starting to at least find a little bit of confidence in this lineup. Well, since, since Newhook started the first, what, nine games scoreless? Yep. And he has he's got five like points in the five, last seven or something. Yeah. yeah, he's got like five and seven. Yeah. And that's with like his n- minutes haven't changed. It's yep. the same 13 and a half. His, his time on ice has been remarkably consistent last year and this year. It's, yep. it's like right around 13 and a half all the time. And that's what I think it was on the uh, whatever that was Thursday's pregame show where we talked about is this. Are we starting to see what this Avalanche team really kind of looks like? And we were mentioning, you know, the injuries that they still have and all that. But I think you're right, Rudo. And, and for me, it really does. It just, I, I can't overstate it enough. It goes back to the buy-in and, and the structure that this team plays within, where when they are dialed into their identity, the reason everybody talked so much about the depth last year, even though on paper it probably wasn't as good as it was the year before on paper, it's that they have found a way to make all four of these lines effective, and it feels the, the depth on the ice feels more overwhelming than maybe it actually is. <laughs> remember, yeah, remember when we said car crash a minute they ago? Are so yeah. bad, dude. It's brutal. Oh. It's brutal. They just got. That was I, an I was going right to say there weren't right a lot of touchdown. people at the bar for this Buffs, game, and it's cleared out somehow. Buffs watch parties just need to be 
free hugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to get some emotional support animals down here. Straight for up, some sad adults to pet some <laughs> pet some cute dogs. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we're gonna have to get like, like the Denver rescue mission to be part of uh, it's Buffs Buffalo watch party. Yeah. Night. Puppies and pets. There will be yeah. trained animals on site. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, future future emotional support yeah. animals. You need to talk to somebody. Um. So well, no, so it's just that 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 depth feels so much more overwhelming, even yeah. when it's, you know, yeah, Martin Cout and Logan O'Connor and all that stuff, be, just because of the way they skate and the way that they are bought into the way that this team plays, uh, that that depth can be just overwhelming at well, times. And, and I think Cout's a great example of a guy that's where like, give him some minutes, give him six games. Oh, the system start to click at the NHL level mm. for that guy. Hey, he starts to look pretty good. Cout, I think Cout has been justifying a lot of our frustrations over the last few years of like, yep, just live with some mistakes, give him a couple of games, yep. you know, let him really play his way through it. And if it never happens, like you're seeing with Dryden Hunt right now, a guy where it's just not, it's not the working. light hasn't come on. It's yeah. really not happening at nothing. Very, very little is happening there. Most nights. He's had a couple of, of fine games where you were like, oh, I've liked this. But you're seeing with Cal, like even a night like tonight, offensively not the most helpful guy. Defensively made a number of really nice plays to get pucks out, yep. to end lengthy shifts, to do different things. And then his line mates, Newhook, defensively, not a great night, but offensively very involved. Yep. Could have had multiple points. You know, Rodriguez with the playmaking finds <laughs> Newhook. On, a, on, on multiple occasions to create scoring chances. Like, you're seeing those guys start to figure start to figure out part of their game together. Yep. And I think watching them as Colorado's true, like, third line right now, you're seeing them start to get it together. Yep. It has to continue, of course. It has to continue. Naturally. But I'm I'm going to play just a little bit of devil's advocate in, in terms of Martin Kaut, and it's all ultimately a good thing. To me, I think he's a fun example of... We talk so much about the Avs' need to be able to develop guys within their own system and not these super obvious high-end guys. What I think, for me, has always held Martin Kaut back was finding a way to be effective. Hey, you don't have your offensive game tonight. Can you go be effective on the defensive side of the puck? Can you make plays in your own end? Can you block yeah. shots? Can you can you be visible away from the puck? And I think maybe that is where they have said, we don't always need you to, you know, we have superstars in this team. We don't always need you to be trying to chip in offensively and needing to find your offensive game in this system. We need you to be effective somewhere on the ice. And I think he's a good example of, now, after four or five years and working within this system and understanding where he needs to be and or where he should be, where he's supposed to be, where they need the support, and he's now understanding, hey, cool, at the NHL level, maybe that's not my game. Maybe scoring goals and chipping in offensively in power play, maybe that's not my game right now. But if I can do this, I'll stick in the NHL and I'll be around long enough that I can put in the work and get myself to those situations where I can play my game and that to me is what's so fun about what Cowdy's doing right now well, and I think might be a development success story it's I think the conversation there is just opportunity because at even strength you, he's playing five minutes and you're not doing shit they put him on a PK sure he finds success on a PK and all of a sudden that confidence builds yep. his minutes go up and defensively is where you're seeing more often than not now 
Because I went through his game log and was like, oh, every game that he's been over 10 minutes, he's either had a positive Corsi or a positive expected goals for. Tonight, a negative Corsi, a positive expected goals because defensively, they gave up a couple of shot attempts, but very, very little quality against. Yep. And that's like, as long as you're getting something out of that trio, not to make this just about Cal, because as long as you're getting something out of that trio, and right now, I'll take, they can go negative three every single night as long as they're creating scoring chances like they were tonight. Yep. I'll live with that every single game. Uh, and that's that's where you, that was that was really encouraging. And then the comfort line just had a good night, finally. Yep. Like they just, that whole line together. Put it together. Because what yeah. we've seen is like LOC will have a good night. Cogliano will have a good night. Comfort will have a good night. That line together was good. Yep. Finally. Um, <laughs> and what happens? Your top guys are still your top guys, and you get a comfortable win out of it. It's a yep. comfortable win it, when you're when one when other line lineup. is going. Yeah, when one other line gives you something. If they get more than one line giving you something, it's easy. It's, a, it's an easy yeah. win. It's just it, that's just it. It's just an easy win. All right, let's get to the super chats. The amazing Drew with another $50. He's actually insane. Uh, took AJ's blowout prediction pregame. <laughs> Avs to win by three and a half at plus 825. Ridiculous. Wow. Got to give some back when you're that right. Also, can we get some more Makar from Ovi's spot, please? <laughs> Great. Yep, that would be nice. $10 from Josh. How important was defensively for Georgiev here tonight? I don't made understand his job easier. the question, but the defense made his job easier. Yep, they there were a couple of errors here and there, but it wasn't consistent, egregious, oh god moments, right? <laughs> They've officially changed the third goal to Andrew Cogliano. Yeah, I know from Jacob McDonald. It's, it's and JT. been that yeah. for a while. Right, well, you know what? Eat shit. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Do you like, like the taste hours. of that? Or let's, let's you raised your hand and you were wrong. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh, you, you I, was were just, right. I was just a little late. <laughs> I was correct. The DNVR Discord is Yet posting tardy. turtles like crazy right now. Breaking news. It is 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Slowpoke memes up in here. Uh, $5 from Cody saying, nice win. Love what we're seeing from Georgiev. <laughs> Off topic, thoughts on report from The Athletic today mentioning the abs inquiring on Ryan McDonough. It doesn't really matter. I, again, like, I know everyone loves this, and it's always fun to roster bait. It's really hard to see the abs making a significant move for someone of the value of a Ryan McDonough, certainly so before the deadline. Well, the money. I was going to yeah. say, and I think, I think the report was that they had inquired about him before they, he was dealt to. Yeah, and that was, that's before they make the Josh Manson deal. That's, yep. look, uh, Ryan McDonough's better than Josh Manson, so that would have been a good deal. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, depending on what they would have wanted, yeah, right? Sure. But they didn't give up very much. I mean, uh, Myers, like, wow. And then. Man, it, $10 from Broker saying best goalie performance for the Avs this year, Georgiev versus Rangers or Frankie versus Canes. Can tonight be it? No, uh, no I mean, Frankie versus Canes. That, I don't, that Georgiev Rangers game was pretty dope from Georgiev. Yeah. I think I'd go with the Georgiev game. Really? If I, had to I pick mean, one. Frankie kind of stole that game on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Kind of. 
I mean, well, Georgia made 40-something <laughs> saves in the Rangers That's game true. That, that was. And was dope uh, in the shootout. Yeah. Like, also got through overtime. And, yeah. yeah. You know what that's like in Colorado. <laughs> either uh, Either's a great answer. Can no, it be a tie? Yeah. No complaints. Either way you go with that yeah, one. That's one of those. There's no wrong answer. Yeah. Um, all right. Final thoughts on this game? Crickets. Nope. Hopefully they just pick up where they left off. Don't start over. Yep, it's, again, if the Avs are more than just getting through it with their current lineup, you're happy with it. Yeah, yeah I think the Stars are going to win tonight, uh, and so they'll be three points ahead going into Monday night. But Avs have, like, two games in hand, I think. Yeah, so. it's a game or two, yeah. But it's like, they're fine. Like yeah, you're chilling. You're, you're, what you don't want is to be 10, 12 points right, behind. That's right. real tough to come back from. Yep. Uh, and... Hey, the way that you do it, you just find ways to win hockey games. You're you're winning two out of every three with this lineup. Man. You're just fine. It's got to be frustrating to watch as, as like a team like Winnipeg, which is right there, but they're like can't shake. Come a on, horribly <laughs> injured <laughs> Avs team. All these guys are hurt. Like not, you know, obviously Nick Ehlers is a big injury for the yeah. Jets, and him being out for the next twelve weeks is a big loss. But like, it's not the same. You know, it was one guy here. That that was, I thought, such a funny, not underrated, but, like, we didn't really talk about it. I didn't hear a lot of people on Twitter talking about it. Down the stretch last year, we had all kind of shifted to the autopilot because the Avs had, were so far out ahead of the division. Yeah. Yep. They'd been winning by so much on most nights that I don't think we fully appreciated. There was, <laughs> looking back, like, hilarious stretch where St. Louis and Minnesota each yeah. won, like, 15 straight games or like 13 yeah. out of 15 and made up like one yeah. point on the there, abs because the abs there just was literally <laughs> there was literally a stretch where minnesota had gotten a point out of like 17 or 20 games and lost ground well, they went, yeah, yeah, minnesota yeah. was 11 so, 1 and 1 at one point and had made up one point yeah on the and, it was and it's just, like it was what so funny because i can't even imagine how frustrating that was like for the wild themselves and then for their fans like oh we've been playing so well we're gonna catch the abs and you know, like Look at the thing, like, what? We're three points further uh, back than we were before. <laughs> they're used to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> May the uh, Thunderdome never die. Yeah, dude, uh, interesting what's happening over there right now. I'm anxious yeah, to talk about it on Monday. Cause it'll be an interesting topic for sure. That's, uh, like, not to get, like, too far into the Tyson Joe stuff, but for a team that is in the kind of cap hell that they're in, to just give away yeah. a $2 million player... Yep. Especially, it sounds like they may send Marco Rossi down to Iowa. Dude, like, I, I'm just not sure what this the decision. I don't understand is. what head coaches are doing. They don't know what they're doing with Marco Rossi. The Kraken have scratched Shame, five Shane games Wright, like eight of the last ten. Th that's that is one oh, to the me. Stars where, did win. What the Stars did win. Th that that is one to me where like I, I can I can understand on a lot of the like. It's in the development plan to do this, but you're talking about a, a, a guy that, for all intents and all intents and purposes, you're talking about a one overall, I mean, type guy. Send him back to juniors if you're right. going to scratch him that often. Right. Like, like, you're talking about Shane, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is very—they're very clearly going for the conditioning assignment here, where they can—they you scratch him enough games in a row Sneak in the NHL. Sneak him into the AHL. You send yeah. him to the—you send him to the AHL for two weeks, and then he has to get called back up, and then make a decision. I, I, I don't know why that's the plan, but it's very obviously what they're up to right now. It's a weird... Anyway. Because you're not getting anything out of yeah, it. Like, 
You're getting two weeks. It's topic for Monday. Topic for Monday for sure. Monday's game day. Oh, you're right. Topic for Tuesday. Uh, we're off tomorrow Sunday hope y'all have a wonderful rest of your weekend but we are out of here for tonight we hope y'all enjoyed we will talk to you on the next one